today on this episode on Remy's Roundtable, Chris and Remy discussed about, how much does a bagel cost in New York? Then, the crew sat down and had a conversation with, Jamie Tate about music. Then, Remy wrapped up the program with, Star Wars villains. So stick around grab some breakfast, because, you are now listening to Remy's Roundtable right here on Spotify. Enjoy! That's right guys, you are listening to Remy's Roundtable right here on Spotify. Uh, yes, this one is for a Thursday, Thursday, March 25th in the year 2021. We have a great program for you guys today. We are going to be talking to uh, our good friend of ours, Mr. Jamie Tate. He is up in California working on some uh, brand new projects. And we're going to talk to him about, you know, Disney, a little bit of X Factor, a little bit of, you know, his band or what, what type of band he would like to build. And, uh, we, of course, guys, we have your theme park news, your foreign news, letting you guys know what is going on here in the beautiful state of Florida. So, welcome, everybody. My name is Remy, and with me is my dangerous co-host, Chris. Good morning, boys and girls. How are we doing today? We're doing good, sir. How about you, man? How are you doing? I'm hanging in there. Good. So, yes, dude, I'm sorry I didn't give you the invite, but yes, last night I did go to Pom Poms, man. It's okay. I'm not mad. I was just like, oh, you went to Pom Poms. <laughs> Probably doing a, a recording without me. I see how it is. Uh-huh, yeah, I was doing a recording, sir. Uh, it was, wasn't it? <laughs> no, it was not. It was, it was dinner, just, man. I it was dinner. Was, I know you I were. I know you were. <laughs> but yeah, man, uh, so I got the uh, my favorite sandwich there. I had the uh, the colossal PB&J. How was it? Oh, it was delicious. I still have it in the fridge when, uh, at home, so. And of course, I got their, uh, their spicy chicken mac and cheese, so... Like, it, they put some serious heat on it now. I'm like, good God. My mouth was, like, burning so much. I told uh, the the guy who was working at the counter, I'm like, dude, you got any milk or something? He's like, nah, but I can get you this. I'm like, okay, I'll, I'll take that instead. So, and just, it just killed the pain like that. Like, it just killed the burn. Milk so. always does the trick mm-hmm. when it comes to hot foods. Mm-hmm. Anything spicy, milk always does the trick. But the very, uh, this morning when I woke up, I'm like... Why does my butt hurt so much? And I'm like, oh yeah, that's right, that damn mac and cheese. So I'm like, well, that that did the trick. You know the consequences afterwards. (laughs) Exactly. Uh, And plus, I went to uh, trivia last night at the uh, Dr. Phillips Center. How was that? It was fun, dude. It was uh, over 100 people in the... uh, uh, Over by that area. They have... uh, What they had there is Mm -hmm. they had their own separate pods. Okay. So for like outdoor events, you... Buy a ticket. You have your own your own uh, pod. You go through uh, security. They tell you, they'll take your temperature and then they'll uh, guide you to which pod you are located in. Okay. And that's your des- designated area for that uh, for that day for for the remaining of the event. Right, right, right. Um, we got into we got 54th place last night. So we, 54th, 54th place. place, man. You're in the top 50, bro. I know, man, but I was like, damn it, how did we lose? So what was you the know, grand prize if you were to be number one overall? Five tickets to upcoming Dr. Phillips Center's Broadway shows. And which are they? Anyone you want. They give you blank tickets, and you choose whatever show you want to go to. But what's coming this year? Anything good? I don't know. I really do not know at the, at the moment, but I will find out because... 
Uh, be, because the one that I really want to take my wife to is Wicked. Okay, I took. That's it. Okay, I took Jen to go see Wicked, uh, but it was in Brevard. It was in Brevard County. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, I am so sorry. It was not in Brevard County. It was in Broward County. So, down south. Down south area, yeah. yeah. So my mom, she thought she bought tickets for us to go see Wicked in Brevard County, which was closer to our to our to our apartment. She didn't realize it was in Broward County. I'm like, well, this is actually a bit of a mix-up. Of course, we got a uh, an Airbnb, which was nice. Okay. A little sketchy, though, because it was in the hood area. Okay. Like, bar... I'm sorry. Uh, pole windows. Mm-hmm. So, like, barricaded. And when you, when you go inside, it was beautiful. It was, like, memorized. I was like, wow. It the outside, did a really so good the outside job. is trashy, but the inside, inside is, is like made out of like, platinum. Exactly. It's like okay. made of copper and uh, platinum, gold. It's all right. It was like, wow, okay. As long as you got the works, that's all that matters. Oh, yeah, and they have a chrome toilet, too. <laughs> uh, here you go. <laughs> I want, let, I want let's the, beef it up a little bit. I want, I want the chrome toilet. <laughs> <laughs> so, you guys... Uh, uh, Chris, right now we are eating some bagels from Einstein Bagels. Yes, they are a uh, not a sponsor, but uh, eventually they might be. So uh, who knows? We we just got a variety of bagels. And of course, Chris is eating a plain bagel with some plain cream cheese. I'm eating a bagel with strawberry cream cheese. So to you, yeah. with flavor to me, I'm just original. There you go. You can't compete with that. So we were talking wow. about you know uh, bagels in New York and. Chris and I had this argument a little bit, but three bucks, more of a debate, three bucks. More for, of a debate more than an argument, right. $3 will get you a bagel with cream cheese or any topping. Mind you, but a plain bagel, 75 cents to the dollar Washington. I mean, not bad. Yeah. You can't beat that. You can't beat that but at all. Here, but here's the difference, though. The bagels down here in the south or Florida, they're not to be compared to the bagels that are New exactly. York City. They're big. See, I want a, uh, I want actually want a New York brewery, uh, bagel shop here in Florida, so that way we can be like, okay, so this is what they're talking about bagels. Like these are the bagels of New York, mm-hmm. where you see a rat off the street picking up a pizza, which is about this big, and then you see, uh, then all of a sudden you see a rat in Florida picking up a bagel, and you're like, oh, that's just a rat eating a bagel. So, <laughs> yeah, remember, rats in New York are the size of cats. Exactly. They're big. Yep, and they're fat. <laughs> they're fat and they're full of fucking diseases. Exactly. And I, I wouldn't come anywhere near one. Nope, me neither. But anyway, dude, let's get into it. Are you ready for some theme park history? Absolutely, let's go for All it. All right, in 1954, Disney won four Academy Awards at the Oscars. This is back in the late 50s. So they won. For what movies was it though? Well, I didn't write that down. So they just no. won, they, they just won four Academy Awards. So, but of course, you know Disney. It's Disney animation, movies, TV, or it's pretty much for animation. You know, my main my main guess will be a mo- animated movie though, because right. live, live action movies is like it was an upcoming thing, but it wasn't a true staple to Disney yet. Right. Uh, in 1988, a Super Hooper Duper takes place at Disneyland with 1,527 hula hoopers, setting a new Guinness record. Wow. Yeah, for the largest hula hoop gathering. The This event was part of the park's Blast to the Past, a tribute to the 1950s. Okay. So, they they did a, a Guinness World Record for hula hoopers. 
in Disneyland. As long as you got everybody in there. For Over fifteen hundred though. Fifteen hundred guests, that, bro. That's fine. That's, you're, you're in the Guinness Book of World Records exactly. for doing something that it may be bizarre, but your your name is in the books. I know. It's, it's like, hey, where, where's Remy's name? Oh, it's right there. For what? Longest podcasting episode. That's very true. <laughs> <laughs> and finally, for your theme park history, in 2016, Town Square meet and greet with Marie was removed from Walt Disney World. Marie from from the Aristocats. Really? Yep. Oh. I don't know why, but they just said that she was removed. So, yeah. Okay. All right, anyway, let's go ahead and jump into it. It's time to play the, uh, the celebrity birthday game. Are you ready, sir? Uh, do I have to be ready? I think you can. I think you can be ready. You okay. can be ready. Uh, happy, right. happy birthday to this actress. Catherine McPhee. Give me a background on her because don't throw me a name. Desperate Housewife. Yeah, see, that's why I don't watch Desperate okay. Housewife. Anyway, she's thirty. Anyway, she's thirty-five years old. Okay. Uh, how about this uh, comedian? She also did voice acting in Bob's Burgers. She did. Uh, she played the Bob's little. Burgers. She played the uh, the little lamb in uh, Zootopia. Jenny okay. Slate. Okay. I- I don't know her face, but the characters, okay, I, yeah. I, I get it. <laughs> I'm going to say she's about 35, 36. She is 39 years old today. Oh, missed it by three. All right, how about this guy, Mr. Rocket Man, Elton John. Sir Elton John's birthday today? Yes, sir. Sir Elton John's the birthday big, today. The big, crying, whiny bitch, pre-Madonna. Pre-Madonna motherfucker. Elton John? Elton John. Oh my god. And also Eminem's best friend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In a non-homosexual way, Uh mind you. But, um, Sir Elton's gotta be in his late 60s. I would have to say 68. Mm -mm. 70? 70? 70 flat or 71? He is 74 years old today. Wow, Sir Elton, you're getting up there. Yeah. Well, I thought you were in your late 60s, not 70s. He Jesus. is 74 years old today, yes. Wow, okay. All right, from Sex and the, from Sex and the City. I showed that on watch. Sarah Jessica Parker. I know who she is, I just never watched the show. She's okay, she's probably like 50-something. 56. Okay, see, I was there. How about uh, Denica Patrick? NASCAR driver Danica Patrick. NASCAR, NASCAR superstar slash sex symbol Danica mm-hmm. Patrick. She is my hottie, Danica Patrick. Danica Patrick's probably in her thirties though. She's forty. Really? She's forty years old today. Hmm. Uh, how about this? How about this rapper, Big Sean? That's right, Big Sean. That's his birthday today. That one I couldn't tell you though. He is 33 years old today. Okay. And lastly, Marcia Cross. Now she was also in Desperate Housewife. She played uh, one of the uh, bad girls. What in is that. it with you in Desperate Housewives? I don't know. Like, it was, everything it was that, you, just, everything you know, that you have for your birthday today is either Desperate Housewife, Desperate Housewife, and oh wait, Desperate Housewife. It's like, <laughs> are, are, are you telling me something, Remy? Are you telling me that that's your is that like your secret show you like to watch behind no, the back? No, it is not. I think it is. I, you know what? Just rather be honest and don't lie to yourself. Well, somebody gave, somebody gave me this list, all right? So Ooh. I. Who gave you this list? The internet gave me this list. 
for birthdays today, yep. there's gotta be more celebrity birthdays yep. than just those women. Well, anyway, she is 60 years old today. So Maria Cross, Marcia Cross is 60 years old. Uh, that said, guys. Oh, uh, no, but wait. Well, there's, there's more? Another, there's another birthday uh, three days ago. You mean two days ago? Two days, yes. Technically. Gary Oldman. Gary Oldman. All right, how old is Gary Oldman? How old is Gary Oldman? Uh, the, 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 okay, so Gary Oldman's birthday was on Tuesday. How old do you think Gary Oldman is? Chris, how how old is how old is Gary Oldman? And his birthday was on March twenty first. So it was a few days ago. Mm-hmm. Sixty-three. On the money, sixty-three years old. Sure. That's right, guys. Gary Oldman. You guys can see him on classic movies such as Darkest Hours, uh, Dracula, Mank. And he was also in the Fifth Element, Harry Potter. You can't say no. To those, you cannot say no to those movies. Can't say no to the best Batman movies that came out of all time. Exactly. Of course, you guys seen him in Gangs of New York. Mm -hmm. So there you guys, there you guys go, uh, guys. When we come back, we're gonna be talking to our good friend, Mr. Jamie Tate. He is up in California, and yes, he was a Florida resident. So, uh, guys, don't go anywhere. You're listening to Remy's Roundtable right here on Spotify. Welcome back, guys, to Remy's Roundtable right here on Spotify. Yes, uh, Chris and I, we just finished having breakfast. We had a couple bagels, you know, and now uh, we're going to be talking to a very special guest of mine. Uh, guys, I know him for many years, ever since I was just a little tyke. So maybe I was about eight, nine years old. Uh, my dad, uh, he teaches at Ron's College, and uh, this drummer, he... Uh, was in the jazz band with my dad, so and plus he's done a couple gigs with my dad, so yeah, man. Uh, welcome back, everybody. My name is Remy, and with me is my dangerous co-host Chris. Good morning, boys and girls. How are we doing today? We're doing good, man. And guys, please welcome to the program, Mr. Jamie Tate. What's going on, man? Hey, everybody. <laughs> Thanks for having me. Yeah. Always. Always, man. So what's what's been going on with you lately, man? Are you, are you working on some uh? Some new projects right now up in uh, Cali. That's right. Yeah, you know, I've uh, it, it's turned out. You know, I, I'm I'm almost hesitant to say it because so many of our colleagues have been so negatively affected by all the pandemic stuff. But I've thankfully been able to keep really really busy. Um, I've been working mostly here in my studio uh, at home. Uh, a few sessions at, at you know studios around town, but mostly here. And uh, and then taking up some new hobbies like. I'm, car and you know i'm just i'm keeping myself real real busy you're, you're working on you're working on a car man yeah my wife and i like not long after the pandemic we were like all right we need to find something to do 
that uh, that we can do safely and not doesn't really involve anybody else. And we went and we bought a uh, a Mi- like a vintage Miata, like a 1990. Nice. And it's turned out to be an absolute blast because I'm. Uh, I said to myself, I'm like, all right, when I get this car, it's going to be 30 years old, so stuff's going to be wrong with it, and I'm going to fix it. I'm not going to, you know, I'm going to learn how to fix this car. So uh, we've been wrenching on the car and and taking it for drives with the top down through the canyons and stuff. It's it's been a blast. That's been a nice sort of like welcome distraction from the world. See, and that's the type of car that you need to cruise in Cali, man. I mean. Oh, around like around the around the Bay Area, around you know uh, Santa Monica for a little bit, you know those are, that is the type of car where you can just cruise along the coastline and say, man, that's pretty much a beach it, car. Exactly, that's what man. It is, a beach yeah, it definitely yeah, is a it, beach car. <laughs> it, it works great as a beach car, but interestingly, so I live in in, in sort of relation to Los Angeles. I'm northeast of downtown. Okay. Up, up closer to the mountains a little bit. And uh, in fact, I'm like right at the base of the foothills is where my house is. Uh, oh, wow. Which is, which is not very far from L.A. Like it only takes me about maybe 15, 20 minutes to get downtown. But you feel like you're farther away from all of the hustle and bustle all the time. Right. Like, right next to all these beautiful canyons with incredible like windy roads. And so like, you know, in five minutes from my front door, I'm, I'm hitting canyon roads and driving way too fast. but having a lot of fun with it. And see, my, my dad it was so lucky to go to the NAMM show a few years back, and he had um, he had a wonderful time just, you know, hanging out with you, hanging out with Greg and Annie, and just yeah. doing, doing the cruise around the coastlines. I'm like, Dad, you are so lucky. I'm like, when can I go? I want to go to Cali. I want to go to the, to the East Coast for a little bit. <laughs> sure. Well, come on out, man. I mean, I, I, I know some people out here. We can Oh yeah, I mean, of course, I was, of course, I, Chris and I would probably want to see the, uh, you know, Universal's Hollywood, but D- Disneyland, eh, not so much. <laughs> oh, man. You know what's funny? I thought the same thing when I, because I did the actually when I was in the band, was in your father's band at Rollins, I did a program out here called the Disney College Band, the Disney Hall of College Band. Right. Um, and I, I came out for the summer and worked at Disneyland, and I thought for sure. Like, when I walked into the park, I was like, wait, where's the rest of it? Like, it's so tiny compared to what we're used to having grown up in Florida, that, that the park's there. But then you you realize, like, man, this was the original, original. This exactly. Was, like, this is the OG Disney, and, and it's actually pretty cool when you, when you get, like, sort of the magic and charm of what it was, you know, to have been there in the 50s when he built that thing. Mm-hmm. You know what's, yeah. the, what's the iconic thing, though, is, like, Disneyland... If you want to go to any ride, you don't have to walk a mile. As opposed to if you want to go to a, another ride, That's it's like true. once you get out from one ride, the next one's like right there. You don't have to hike to Frontierland or Tomorrowland or to Main Street if you want to go to uh, to the Emporium. So it's it's not it's not that big. It's not that big at all. No, it's not. It's not, it's not as big. Um, the other thing is, the, you know, there are only two parks here, whereas in Florida you've got what five. We got four. <laughs> well, including the water parks. Including the water parks, yeah. yeah. Water parks, yeah. So you can you can hop back and forth between the two parks so easily. Mm-hmm. It's really cloaked. You know what I mean? Like, it, it, Disneyland definitely has its charm. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, we've been annual pass holders for a bunch of years just because we enjoy being able to run down there. And it's only like an hour away or less. It's like 40 minutes away. See, that's that's easy driving. Like, for us, like, it ta- it'll take me like 30 minutes to go to Universal, but it'll take me about... 
35 to 40 minutes to go to you know Magic Kingdom if I wanted to go out there for a day. And uh, yep. you, you, you know how uh, I-4 is. I-4 is a fickle beast, and you don't want to be stuck in I-4 traffic. But let's, let's compare I-4 traffic to California's traffic. You guys got a madhouse. I mean, that is like, what, four or five lanes of traffic? Oh, seven. Yeah, it's depending on where you are. And, and a lot of, you know, I mean, you think about it. I don't even know what it is now, but I remember at one point, L.A. was like 14 million people. Los in the greater Los Angeles area. Jeez. They try to cram all those people onto freeways, you know, because there's a, there's no good public transit system. Right. So it's just, you know, it's a mess. So, it's, my question is, what made you decide that you want to become a drummer, and what was your first what was your first Disney gig here back in Florida? Uh, what made me decide to become a drummer? That's sort of a more involved question, I suppose. I, I I often tell people like I didn't pick the drums; the drums picked me. You know, like I I I've started I started playing when I was three, so you know, like and I never stopped. I was just into it. I picked up guitar for a little bit, thinking I might try something different, and you know, I mean, I did a few different things, but drumming was always the first and foremost thing on my mind um including even in school like all i wanted to do was get out and play the drums you know right uh and, and make a living and, and make a career as a, as a musician as far as disney's concerned uh my first gig at disney would have, i guess it would have been the um christmas like the toy soldiers that's right, because I would I would run into you in the, in the tunnels every every once in a while. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's my soldiers and, and uh, yeah, and then and then I actually worked at the park not musically for a little bit. Really? Yeah, I worked uh, I worked over at Splash Mountain. And, That's like, cool. The and stuff. <laughs> That's cool. Like needed to get a gig right out of high school, so you know. So what? So what's the one thing you do? What's one thing you miss about Florida? Besides, you know, hanging out, hanging out with my dad and, you know, hanging out with the local Florida musicians yeah. here. <laughs> the people, for sure. The people, for sure. I miss my family, especially, you know, during this pandemic. I haven't been able to see them. My dad's been going through some health stuff that's been kind of a challenge and not being able to go there and see my family. That's been, that's been tough. But what do I miss about Florida? Um, yeah, I mean, honestly, mostly the people. Really, you know, I mean, I was talking to my mom about this yesterday, yesterday, day before, just on a phone call. I said, you know, I just realized I've actually lived in California longer than I lived in Florida. Really? Yeah. We moved to Florida when I was six years old, and then I left when I was 23. So I lived in Florida for 17 years. I mean, they were the formative 17 years. They right. They were the most important years of your life because when you're growing up. But I've lived in California for 21 now. Then you just go, wait, wow, I've act, I really am a Californian. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I really do officially live in Los Angeles. But, um, yeah, I mean, the, the, the people, guys like you or your dad or, or Tony Durham, and, you know, the, the people that I love and adore that I don't get to see very often. Right. I, I definitely miss the most. But see, what's cool about, you know, Cali now, you're, you're seeing all these different musicians, you know, pretty much at different recording studios, like, Maybe on a couple of jazz clubs here and there, but you guys have so much so much talent than we have in Florida. You know, it's a different kind of talent, and yes, there's a lot of it. Um, I mean, the thing about Los Angeles, because of the recording scene, because of the 
films and you know the television and the music that happens for all those things it attracts the biggest talent in the world right you know? so i remember when i moved out here it was like i, I joined the union and I, I looked at i was like thumbing through the the drummers section of, uh-huh. of the uh, directory the union directory it was like you know peter erskine jim keltner dave weckel like all these names i'm going wait a minute i'm I'm in the same town as these guys that I have to compete for work with. And it's not competing really at all. It, you know, everybody kind of has their little place and their, their people, you know. Right. We work for people and whatever, and we sub for each other. And it's a very uh, brotherly community, especially the drumming community. Because we never, <clears throat> unless you're playing percussion, like classical percussion mm-hmm. or hand percussion or something in, in the films, where there are six seven eight percussionists in the back you don't really see the other drum set players you know like there's only really ever one mm-hmm. drum set around a gig so it's a lot of it is like you know we text different guys you know if it's Bernie Dressel or if it's Ray Brinker you know you get a text like hey man can you cover me on this gig sure no problem and you know it's just it's very brotherly everybody's very oh yeah respects each other um so it, at one on one hand it's it's like this incredible the talent level is extremely high, but everybody's really cool, you know? Like, we all realize what, we, what we're what we doing, and we all respect each other's mm-hmm. talent, and what we all bring to the table. Everybody brings something different, you know? So, it's it's a cool thing. But yeah, certainly when you come from, from small, like, Florida town, and, and oh, yeah. still some of my favorite musicians are there in Orlando. I think about your father, I think about all the time, wishing that I could play with him more often. Or uh, Ed Metz, or yeah, know, or Barry Smith, or these drummers that I idolized, Keith Wilson, that I you know, rest yeah, of, I idolized when I was growing up. You know, these are still some of my favorite players. They just don't happen to live in this town. Oh yeah. So, but when you when you come from a place like Orlando that has incredible talent, but there's, mm-hmm. there's just less of it. You know what I mean? Right. Then you then you come out here and you go whoa. It's like, holy crap, I, I now have a whole list of these awesome drummers. I'm like, wait a minute, Pierre Erskine, I got David Garibaldi, I got this drummer. I'm like, wait a minute, I just sub for these guys? Okay, cool. When, when can I start? <laughs> so, but what's funny is I was like, I can relate with him. Yeah. Because I'm a percussionist, by the way, just to, just to throw it out there. Awesome. Yeah, I played awesome. I played in a marching band. I, I played snare drums. I was quads. I played the bass. I played the timpani. I played the snares. So when it comes to drumming, I know where you're coming from as far as the community being like, especially the percussion community. Like we're that we're the cool kids of the mm-hmm. band. Yeah. Because if everybody else gets to have an instrument that they think that they're such little Johnny badasses when it comes to playing a, trum- <laughs> a trombone, a, a trumpet, a clarinet, and they think that they're hot shots, nah. When you're in percussion, you're the hot shot of the band. Like, well, literally, you well, are. Well, and- not only that, but... You see, you got the drums, but you're missing the backbeat, man. You're missing the bass player, man. That's no, the no, last thing you're missing, no, man. You're right, and I get that, but the drummer is like the heart of the band. Oh, yeah. He is the heartbeat of the also, group. It also puts an awful lot of pressure on the drummer, uh, which you get used to. But, I mean, there isn't anyone that can ruin a band faster than a drummer. Yes, that's true. That's very true. It's like, hey, you skipped a beat, man. No, I didn't. See? I still got it. <laughs> yeah, if you don't have it together, man, nobody's going to be able to have it together. Right. And if we, if we lay out, then what? <laughs> exactly. So, my dad, uh, my dad, I was watching... Um, 
I was watching Jersey Boys with my wife uh, the other night, and my dad told me, Remy, keep your eye, keep your eye look for Jamie. I'm like, what scene is he in? I didn't know what scene he was in. I'm like, oh wait, pause it. There he is. I'm like, there's Jamie. So whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah, it's like it's like right behind the the, the singer. Yeah. I ended up right behind him, so I'm in a lot of the camera shots, which is pretty funny. So what was it like working on a set of uh, Jersey Boys? You know, uh, it was a crazy, we did that in a day, uh, and it was kind of nuts just because it's like, a, you know, you have to park far away and they, they ship you in. They did it at the Music Center downtown, uh, which is where like the LA Phil and the LA Opera and, you know, all those big organizations play. We were in the Dorothy Chandler Pavilion, <clears throat> and, which is this big, beautiful hall. And the set, it's funny when, to, when you look at it on camera, it looks great there it was like you were just in the middle of the, the lobby <laughs> right you know? but then they dress it up to make it look like this this concert hall thing um the band was amazing it was led by bill holman who's a legendary arranger from stan kenton days and had his old his own band who still does actually have his own band which i've i've subbed in and it was one of the more <laughs> experiences too um yeah it, it was a it was a really neat experience i mean you go through the whole thing because you're on camera so it's like hair and makeup and i'm like hair and makeup really <laughs> you know but but they they did it excuse me and they they recorded the thing live like so what was going on in the room was what went to film which was kind of cool that is so cool man i mean i'm pretty sure you met some of the actors and uh, of course did you meet uh did you have a chance to meet a uh, mr walken by any chance uh, I did not meet Mr. Walken, but I did meet Mr. Eastwood, which was pretty Nice. Cool. That's very uh, cool. And it was a neat, like, sort of uh, moment because I was, at the time, still touring with David Benoit. Right. And David scored one of Clint's movies. Oh, wow. So I mentioned to him, I was like, oh, you know, Mr. Eastwood, I actually, I, I tour with another friend of yours, a guy named David Benoit. He's like, oh, will you please tell David hello? We ended up having this nice conversation about David and about music and how much he appreciated that score he had done for him. So there was like this sort of, suddenly there was an, you know, a connection and it wasn't just a, oh, you're just the drummer in this scene that we hired. You know? Right. Uh, I really, so that was kind of cool. <laughs> I really got to ask you because I'm a big Sopranos fan and I know that you work with Steve Sharipia, which he played, um, he played, um, I forgot the name of the character in Sopranos, but he's one of my top favorite Soprano characters of all time. Did you get yeah. a chance to meet him or be around him or anything of that nature, though? No, I, it, it's funny because the, and I'm sorry to disappoint you, but um, no, no, he's fine. I, yeah, <laughs> on a lot of these things, the you know when you come in <clears throat> in these moments, like the actors are kind of shuffled off to do their own thing, right? Uh, and and so they come on set and they'll wave at you and like, hi, how are you? And that's basically it um so you don't get a lot of interaction with the actors themselves and in, in, at least in, in those kind of moments now when we did uh jesus christ superstar we were interacting with them because we were in a room with them rehearsing for two weeks so then yes you get to interact with john legend you get to interact with uh, sarah burles and those people but that's a different scene than when you come in in a situation like uh, Jersey Boys, yeah. your hired guns were there for the afternoon just to like, like do your job and then you go home. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's pretty much it. Yeah, yeah. Over to catering and hanging out with Christopher Walken, you know what I mean? Like it's just not really right. It's not really how it works. Uh, now Christopher Walken is a guy I would love to meet someday. I'm a massive 
fan of his. Uh, <laughs> who isn't? Who isn't a fan of Walken, I, I man? Love, I love Christopher Walken. <laughs> he's one of those guys that it's like Arnold, like, to, you know, to be able to... Now, I have met Arnold, but uh, but to do the imitation of... Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Exactly, yes. Christopher Walken, that's, that's, you know, that's like a badge of honor if you can really do Christopher Walken. Right. So... What was it like working on a uh, Jesus Christ Superstar? Now I know was that a live taping of Jesus it Christ? It wasn't even a live taping. It was a live, 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 live. Right. Like, yeah. So, so they go three, two, one, go, and we went fully live. It was not pre-recorded. Wow, before, that's pretty the cool. First time they've ever done that. Normally you would pre-record that and then they would just air it. But mm-hmm. they wanted uh, NBC was afraid of it, <clears throat> but. Um, uh, Andrew Lloyd Webber was like, I want this to be live, and it has to be 100% all live musicians, no no pre-recorded tracks. So they they agreed, and uh, and he was there. Uh, he showed up a few days before the taping, which was pretty cool. Um, I got to be able to interact with him a little bit, get feedback from him, which was really cool. Nice. Um, I got a, I got a text. Uh, it must have been the day before we aired, and I, I still have it if I dig through my phone. But um, the front half, the, the guy in the truck that's mixing the audio texted me, said, uh, ALW is in here. He says he loves the drummer. <laughs> that's cool. Yes! I did, it, I did it right! Yes! <laughs> I did it good! I did it good! <laughs> what, was, what was it like uh, hanging with uh, John Legend? Now, that is like, you know. One of my one of my favorite artists, to, you know, to listen to and stuff. Yeah. But what, what was like he's working with him? He is an absolute sweetheart. He's he uh, was very like like the first couple of days you could tell because he had come in later than everybody else. He was doing some tour with his own stuff uh, over in like Asia, I think, of his own. Right. Music, and then came in, and we had already been rehearsing. So the first couple of days, he was kind of like not sequestered, but he was in his own world trying to like catch up so to speak mm-hmm. um, but then after that he opened up and he was really 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 fun man just a nice guy hugs and sweet, sweetheart just a sweetheart that's that awesome. is so cool man how cool would it be if you and I met John Legend I'm like legend oh my gosh man <laughs> see for you for you would be John Legend and and I respect that for me it would be somewhere along the lines if I were to meet say if he were to be alive God bless his soul uh, John Bonham John Bonham yeah. Or, oh, yeah, yeah or if I were to meet somebody say Jimi Hendrix or Kurt Cobain for that matter any of these yeah. cats you know like when yeah. it com- when it comes to drumming and and, and hip, I, if I say this that like, he'll relate with me drumming as far as like in the world of drums and rock mm-hmm. yep. there's only one drummer right behind John Bonham that takes the number one overall pick, and that is Mr. Neil Peart. Neil, oh. Neil Peart, yeah. hands yeah. down, is the best drummer of all time. <laughs> and if anybody wants to take me up on that challenge, you're more than welcome. Okay. To. All right. Well, in that case, uh, Jamie. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, when Jamie you- would agree. <laughs> Jamie would agree. And he's well, a drummer, bro. Jamie would agree. Here's what I'll say. Uh, when you have those discussions about like who's the best drummer in the world, everybody has, uh, I, you know, I get asked those questions a lot, or who's your favorite drummer? Uh, man, I've got so many favorite drummers, and all for different reasons. Um, right. Neil Peart absolutely is one of the most important drummers, and he, he changed rock drumming. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes, he did. Uh, and, and not just rock drumming. I mean, he also was the lyricist for a lot of that stuff. Yeah, true. Um, That's true. Tom Sawyer, and, you know. 
Um, so absolutely, he is one of the top. But then it's like, I go, yeah, but but John Bonham, or yeah, but Dave Weckl, or yeah, Dad, or yeah, but Peter Erskine, or yeah, but you know, Elvin Jones, or or Nick Mason or, for that matter, or, or Nick Mason, or Vinny Caliuto, or you know, I mean, you could just go on and on and on. Yeah, and and or Buddy Rich, you know, I mean, how do you not Ringo? Buddy Rich? Uh, Ringo Starr. Ringo, yes, bro. Ringo, Ringo is, was, yeah. Ringo You'd be surprised. Like, I, was, yeah. I was sleeping on Ringo for the longest time. I used to go, and and sort of understandably because it was not he was not a great technician. Yes, he not, no. He's not a drummer that you look to like a like a Vinny Caliuta or a Tony Williams or a Buddy Rich or yes. right. Or, yes, you know, Weckl. Like you don't look at these guys and go, man, these are, you know, you look at those guys and you're amazed by their technique, right, and their musicality. But Ringo brought this funky, awesome Liverpool vibe. Yes. That music. You can't sleep on Ringo. I, no. I did for the longest time. I was like, ah, Ringo is a terrible drummer. It's like, no. Okay. He, no. he was not terrible. He, he, in fact, go back and there's some really cool, like on YouTube, you can look up like um, Beatles, uh, like uh, I'm trying to think of the tunes that they've done this with, but um, where they, they basically, it's just the drum track. Right. And all of layers of percussion stuff that you put on and they are freaking funky man Woo! i can i can think for one of them i can say strawberry fields if you were to listen yeah. to the yeah. to the yeah. dub of sub strawberry fields before adding the the voiceovers if you listen to yeah. his drumming it's, it's so killing it is wow it is so killing so jamie before yeah. we before we take off man uh i got one question i want to ask you so I want you to create your own band. You have your your lead singer, your guitar player, your bass player, your drummer, and your keyboards. Who who do you have, man? Man, that's a tough question. Um, what kind of band is it? Well, it can be past, present. It can be it can be you can bring on past musicians or present musicians too in the mix. Yeah. Uh, okay. Well, I'll do this two ways. First of all, I'll say the super band thing is always a challenge, right? Yep. Because those, it's like bands are bands. It's like football teams or, or yes. you know, any kind of sports team. You yes. know, it's not about having all of the best players. It's about having the players that get along the best. Exactly. You know, right. That exactly. operate well as a team. So given that, um, if I had to play with anyone... If I got to play with anybody that I wanted to play with, um, I, I mean, I have a, a really, really, really strong relationship with a bass player who lives out here named David Hughes. We've been playing together since we were both on Benoit's band like 15 years ago. Mm -hmm. So I would probably pick David. Uh, I would probably pick... Um, it's funny, I, I, now I'm realizing I, I, you're probably expecting me to say like oh ray brown and you know, blah, blah, blah. yeah the, the, the guys that i enjoy playing with the most are the ones that i would pick so i you know it'd be david hughes it'd be andrew Sinowick, uh it'd be jeff babco playing the piano um vocalist probably like jane monheit uh not probably i, I can't think of a singer that i right play with um yeah, I mean it's it's the people that are kind of in my circle, you know, <laughs> day to day that I that I that I work with all the time that I'm the most comfortable playing with. Exactly. And funny enough, when I'm when I'm music directing something like actually right now I'm working on a thing for the music center 
it's called the Spotlight Awards. It's a um, like a youth arts scholarship program. That oh they wow! They, they go through like you know they, they have singing, they have dancing, they have classical voice, they have non-classical voice, jazz, oh, that's cool. all, classical instrumental, all stuff. In fact, my wife won the Spotlight Awards when she was in high school. Nice, <laughs> um, very nice. But I'm and before she went off to Juilliard and and studied, did all that. Um, and so I've been involved with this program for a long time, but now I'm the music director. So um, I write all the music, I write all of the arrangements for the kids and stuff for their final, the winners, you know, they get to come do this big show. And I end up contracting all the musicians that play on it. And so all these people that I'm listing are the people that I hire for these That's things. so cool. Yeah, because it's these are the people that I'm most comfortable with, and they're some of the best musicians in the world. They're not all necessarily household names, and not mm-hmm. all the stuff, you know people that you've heard of. Right. But that's the thing about Los Angeles, man. Is you know I could name you five or six piano players that you've never heard of that are on everything. Exactly. So my I I think my dad told me you were on a TV show that I was watching. Uh, were you on X Factor or The Voice? X Factor. X Factor, yeah, see, nice. very nice. So, because yeah. my, my dad point, my dad point me out. He goes, Remy, that's Jamie in the back. I'm like, that's not Jamie. I'm like, wait a minute, that is Jamie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we did do that. That was a pretty cool one. We did, and we played with Buble on that one. That was that was. Oh, cool. that's cool. oh Buble. Well, so well, hold on, it, hold go up. ahead, dude. Go so, ahead. Because the question you applied to mm-hmm. him, as far as like, if you can make your super band, see and, here, and he, and he named musicians oh, that are yeah. local. But because we don't know anybody locally, exactly. I'm, I'm just gonna name people that if I were to build my band. Okay, you build your band, I'll build my band. How does that sound? That's fine. So I'll give you names that I would build around as far as like you gotta lead vocals, guitar, drummer, bass, and keyboards. Okay. So for bass guitar, I would take Roger Waters as my bass guitarist. Good. Great. As right. my as my drummer, God bless his soul, John Bonham. I, I, Bonham? I would take him. All right. As my lead singer, um, man, that, that, it's a That's hard, hard it's, right? It's hard, yeah. but if I have to go with one, I would have to go with, um, oh, God, I forgot his name. I'll get back to the lead singer. Yeah, all right, all right. But guitarist, Jimmy Page. There you go. I, you cannot That's leave a, out, you Jimmy. can't leave out Jimmy Page. That's my boy right there. Um, who else am I, my, who else am I missing? I said, I said drummer. Bass guitarist, keyboard, keyboard, um, John Paul Jones. Okay, that works. Um, and I, 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 lead vocals, yeah. lead, lead vocals. I would pick Chris Cornell. Oh, there you go. Okay, all right. You ready for mine? Sure. All right. For my for my lead singer, of course, I'm gonna go with my uh, with a guy who's who brought funk into my life, Mr. Tommy Bowes, the uh, singer from Tower of Power. Uh, for drummer. We'll be Jimmy Tate for backup. <laughs> but I'll, but but the drummer is gonna be David Garib- is gonna be David Garibaldi from Tower of Power. Uh, bass bass player. I am not calling my dad out on this. I'm not bringing my dad on the uh, on the list. Nope. Rocco, you go Rocco. No, not well. Rest in peace, Rocco. Yeah, I mean, but um, I think for me, it'll be. Uh, uh, Vinny, uh, the guy who plays the guy who plays left left hand bass. Like he plays it upside down. Uh, he's on Ye- Yellow Jackets. Jimmy Haslip. Jimmy Haslip. Jimmy ha- yeah, Jimmy Haslip for bass. For keyboard, I'm just gonna throw it out there. Nora Jones. Okay, Nora Jones. That's okay. yes. I'll, I'll put I'll put her in, in the mix. 
So there you go. That's my that's my group. If I have a backup guitarist, I would pick Angus Young. Angus. Oh wow. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, anyway, Jamie, thank Thanks, you. Thanks, Jamie. <laughs> Absolutely. Hey, man. Yeah. Thank you so much for uh, thank you for so much for being on the program today, man. And also from one drummer to another, rock on, bro. <laughs> that's right. All right. Well, yeah. Thank you, Jamie, for being on today, and it was great talking to you. And uh, guys, don't go anywhere. When we come back, we got your floor news, your theme park news, and uh, we'll wrap it up with some. Yeah, you know, we're up with some Star Wars alphabet. You're listening to Remy's Roundtable right here on Spotify. Welcome back, guys, to Remy's Roundtable right here on Spotify. Uh, guys, we like to give a shout-out to Jamie Tate for being on today with us, talking about drumming, about Disney, about recording, everything that has to do with music. So I'm glad that he came on the program today. And, of course, we like to give a shout-out to Einstein's Bagels. So thank you so much for uh, giving us breakfast today. We're enjoying these bagels with uh, cream cheese and strawberry cream cheese. So uh, thank you so much, Einstein, for uh, giving us breakfast today. Welcome back, everybody. My name is Remy, and with me is my dangerous co-host, Chris. Good morning, boys and girls, and Remy. How you doing today? Doing great, man. So I want to talk about... You know, a few things on the news uh, about the theme park news. I'm, I'm sure we'll get right into it. And uh, here we go, man. Uh, Disney posts attraction wait times during a uh, an, an event at Cal- in California. It's called a Touch of Disney. So th- this was a special event for special annual pass holders to go to the park. But of course they have, of course they have to follow the pandemic rules and the CDC guidelines, mm-hmm. and they uh, posted wait times between five to ten minutes on their screen. I'm like, you know what? That's really well done. I'm I'm happy that they did that for these for these guests inside the park. So who, how can you not say no to that? You know, to them after the longest time being closed. Exactly. I mean, be nice to your people. That is going right. to pay your employees right. money. So. So, they're reopening on April 30th, so that's great news for the crew over in California and Anaheim and California Adventure, so that's great news. Uh, Disney Guest had said this multiple times, and we have also said this multiple times on Remy's Roundtable, and that is encouragement of mobile orders at restaurants, I'm sorry, uh, and that is if you cannot follow the rules, then don't go to our parks. They're talking about it's talking about Disney. So what do you think when I said when they said that uh, the headline is if you can't follow the the rules, don't go to our parks. It's pretty much about the masks and, the and six that's feet, and the exactly six feet right. So 
It says here from social distancing measures to the encouragement of mobile orders at restaurants to an increase of hand sanitizing stations located throughout the theme parks, Disney has been taking precautions to ensure that they are operating properly during this time. One of the biggest changes is that guests continuously talking about uh, talking about are the requirements to wear a face covering while at the theme parks, except when eating and drinking in a stationary position. And my opinion is this, wear a mask or don't show up at the Disney theme parks. Pretty much. We've been saying that, we've not been saying that over and over. I pretty much say at the end of every podcast, mm -hmm. wear your damn mask and respect the six feet damn rules. Like, I mean, I mean these are the rules that Disney has put in place and if guests cannot follow them, they don't come at all. Just it's, don't show it's, up. It's just that simple. Don't ruin it for everybody else. I mean, they can leave and have a horrible vacation, you know? But yeah. just wear a mask. The masks that we're talking about, guys, is the are the ones that go over your ears. Which, I cannot find my mask anymore. I don't know where I put my mask. But anyway, I'll look, I'll look for it before I, before I take off. But uh, anyway, guys, uh, here's some, some cool updates that I want to... I really don't make music. Whoa, hello. <laughs> uh, here's some things I want to talk about, and it's, it's about SeaWorld. Uh, SeaWorld Orlando splashes down with new looks and enhancements according... Uh, enhancements. According to the park's blog, they are in the process of bringing new looks to the park's entrance lighthouse, shark encounter, and of course, lakeside grill, and so much more. Okay. So they actually changed a restaurant's one of the restaurants' name. You know the uh, uh, the mill at, yes. at SeaWorld. Yeah, yeah. They changed that name to Lakeside Grill. It's a brand. They have brand new menu options. The display looks fantastic. So hmm. everything there looks really, really well done. Nice. And I'm impressed by the looks of it. I mean, of course, guys, you can check out all this on Google. Right. Uh, just type in SeaWorld Orlando and check out enhancements. If not, then you can listen to all this on Remy's Roundtable. Pretty much. I have a, I have the list of everything that is coming to Disney Plus this year. Okay. So some of, these, some of them are National Geographic shows, and some of them are old school Disney shows, and some Disney movies. But the one, the one thing on the list that I did put on here is because a certain hockey team is coming back to Disney Plus. The Mighty Ducks. Mighty Ducks. Yep. So of course, right now we have the Falcon and the Winter Soldier, which I saw. Which did you like it? Because I, I just watched the the episode last week, and. It's all right. It was yeah, but I don't see why the whole changing the different Captain America. I know. Like getting somebody else, but that should be. I, yeah. You know who's you know who's you know who's playing uh, the new Captain America, right? It's supposed to be Falcon because it was handed over to Falcon. I know, but I'm talking about the guy who's in the Captain America oh, I don't know. costume. I don't know what that is. That's Kurt Russell's son. Really? Yeah. Huh. Kurt Russell's son got the uh, got the credit. I'm like, hey. That's Kurt Rush. That's Kurt Russell. Oh wow, I didn't know that. His, so, yeah. his kid, though. It's his kid, of course. Okay. So yeah. Uh, all right. So we got that. We also have on April second, we have Disney Secrets of Sulphur Springs. Hmm. Disney Walk the Prank. Okay. Higley Town. Okay. The island. The island at the top of the world. Okay. Third Man on the Mountain. The Last Ice. Made in a Day, The Mighty, uh, uh, Secrets of the Zoo, Night at the Museum, 
Huh. Night at the Museum, Battle of the Smithsonian. Well, these are the movies, though. These are the movies, yeah. Okay. I'm, just, I'm just going down the list on what's coming up. That's uh, fine. The Mighty Ducks. The first one. No. No, that's it's a, a, new. It's a TV show. Yep. But it's not called Mighty Ducks. It's called Mighty Ducks Game Changer. Yes. So, and of course, Emilio, Emilio Estevez, or should I say, Charlie Sheen's brother. He looks like he shit. He does. He looks like shit. He does look like crap. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Caravan of Courage. Okay. Ewoks. Yes, I did hear about Ewoks. Star Wars Clone Wars. Mm -hmm. They're bringing back a whole new TV series just on Clone Wars. I'm like, thank you. Finally, somebody has, you know, Clone Wars, which is great. Uh, let's see here. We got... The story of the faithful Wookiee. So it looks like we're gonna be having a uh, a story a story about Chewbacca. Okay. So go on. Uh, we also have uh, Disney Future Worm. We have Disney Disney Kick Batalki. Man of the, Man of the House, which is a good uh, uh, what's this? Steve. Uh, dang it! I'm trying to think of his name. Steve Martin. Okay. Uh, his his uh, movie was good. Uh, Mark Mark Twain and Me, Squinto, Caesar Squinto, Squinto, huh. uh, Caesar Millen. Okay. Uh, we have Big Shot, Treasure Buddies, White Fang Two, Earth Moods, Primal Survivor, The Kid Who uh, The Kid Who Would Be King, Rio, Secrets of the Whale. Puppy Dog Pals, Live and Maddie, My Music Story, uh, Being the Queen, Baby's Day Out, and finally, on April 30th, Adventures in Wonderland. Now, I used to watch a show every Saturday morning before, before I did my stuff with the family. So yeah, guys, those are the things that are coming on uh, on Disney, Disney Plus this year. Uh, well, throughout, you know, Throughout the course of this this upcoming month. Exactly. Right? Yes, thank you, sir. I have a list of the upcoming attractions that are going to be coming to our theme parks. One of them is named after you. Exactly, which I didn't put it on here because everybody knows it. You still should put it I know. So, you ready for this? Sure. Velocity Coaster. Yes. Icebreaker at SeaWorld. Okay. Riptide Race at SeaWorld Aquatica. Uh, Brick Beards Water Sports Stunt Show at Legoland. Okay. In the game. Now this is gonna be a uh, a sports arcade at the Icon Park. Okay. That's gonna be a massive arcade, about the size of your your condo here, okay. your townhomes, about the yeah, size yeah. of this. Okay. Uh, then you have, let's see, uh, an, a sl another slingshot on iDrive. Why do we need two? Outfits? I don't know. I don't know. Uh, a drop tower okay. on, on iDrive, like one of the tallest drop towers, 300 feet in the air. We don't need another casualty more than what they already had on that one that swings around. Right, front yard, front yard festival going on at the uh, doc, at the Dr. Phillips Center. Uh, Cirque du Soleil, Drawn to Life, which is gonna be the new upcoming Drawn to Life uh, show. Uh, we also have. Uh, Star Wars Galactic Star Cruiser, the new hotel. 
uh, Disney Swan Reserve, another Swan Resort. Yeah. Uh, the resident, the residence inn at Flamingo Crossings, a loft Orlando, home to suites by Hilton Orlando. So mm. those are some new upcoming attractions are coming okay. to you know, the well, theme parks and also on on International Drive area. <laughs> Star Wars Hotel, I'm not staying there anytime soon. No, because you know rooms gonna be costing about five thousand dollars or more. So yeah. Well, the cheapest one is like seven fifty though. Really? Yeah, because Jen looked it up. About six fifty to seven fifty is the cheapest. Wow. Well, a night. I'll save up. A night. I'll save up and I'll still go to it. No. But no. I will go. I will go to the media event. We will. You and I will both go during the uh, media event. So. Uh, well, you just gotta, gotta pull some you, you strings gotta, there. You, yeah. You gotta find out when is it. You gotta get credentials for mm -hmm. media and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. so. uh, let's see here. Uh, we have details so far on changes to Jungle Cruise at the Disney parks. So, you know, Jungle Cruise is going to get a whole new remodeling. Yeah, because of the movie. That's because of the movie, out. yeah. So, element, elements of the popular theme park attraction will soon be reimagined for guests so they can enjoy brand new Jungle Cruise experience called River's Journey. Huh. So, I guess they're going to change the name Jungle Cruise River Journeys. Uh, nah, I'm not starting to like that shit. This revamp attraction will be taking place at both Disneyland Park and also at the Walt Disney World Resort here in Florida. Okay. I got some additional news about the uh, about the attraction. So there's going to be some new characters, new enhancements, and a new expanded backstory. Guests can accept to to journey through several new scenes along the river. Disney has made a statement, and here's what they had to say. Mm. Our world-famous skippers will continue to share the unique adventure and interactions guests accept on the Jungle Cruise. At the Walt Disney World Resort, they will be including new adventures that stay true to the experience we know and love more humor, wildlife, and skipper heart, and also reflect, value the diversity of the world around us. So I guess they're making a statement about the jungle. Yeah, yeah. Uh, new, the Falcon and the Winter Soldier chocolate cake at Amoret's Pastry is now ready for purchase at Disney Springs here in Florida. The Falcon and the Winter Soldier petite cake will cost twenty dollars. It's about the size of the, well, the how much, of that how much tea, of that teacup. That, well, okay, never mind. Yeah, it's about the size of that teacup there. Is it really $20? It's 20 bucks. It's a chocolate cake base with a dark chocolate mousse, raspberry paste, de fruit, a raspberry mousse covered with white chocolate crisp crisp pearls. Yeah. Of course it's 20 bucks, man. Yeah, no. Uh, You're not going to see me buy that. No, me no. neither. On this past Saturday, March 20th, there was heavy police on Epcot property with crime scene tape. So there was a crime, something happened at, at Epcot. Uh, multiple guests were walking through Future World West and they were being redirected around a cone off area. Dozens of officers were around the crime scene area and then it just magically disappeared around 10 o'clock at night. They have to. So what I've heard from a friend of mine, he said mm -hmm. that a guest had a heart attack on, the, uh, on Spaceship Earth. So yeah, uh, I sure hope that individual's okay. Yeah, that they're not dead. So, yeah, have you ever wondered what 
what the wait times were during pre-demic versus the wait times now on uh, on Disney property. Okay, so I put up I pulled up the average. So like for all the Disney theme parks. So let's start off with you know Magic Kingdom. What do you think on an average of wait, of the wait times were during pre-demic and now? Before pandem pre-pandemic. Mm-hmm. Is that what you're saying? I don't know. It's, it depends. Like, depends on what day. Depends mm-hmm. on what time of the year. Yep. So you got to be specific. You can't just say Splash Mountain being at 80 minutes. Mm-hmm. So at what time of the year are you talking about? They're talking about like this, this time. So during last year. So last year was 2020. That's when the, the pre... The pre-pandemic started, uh-huh. you know. So, so Magic Kingdom's average wait times uh-huh. was between thirty to forty minutes. For any t- any ride, or is that based on average time? It's just based on the average, based on the average times. Okay. So, but right now, they're saying between forty and fifty-five minutes right now. Which is nothing. Which is nothing. Because, yeah. Because it's spaced out perfectly. That is going quicker than what you think is going to go. Right. Animal Kingdom, thirty-five minutes. And that's for all the attractions. 35 minute wait times. Average. Mm-hmm. Okay. Epcot. Epcot is low for for their, for their average wait times. 15 to 30 minutes. Okay, but do you realize that Epcot is not all about rides? Nope. Epcot is world case for different parts of the world, countries, mm-hmm. food, mm-hmm. culture. Mm-hmm. If you find an attraction, it's because it's there. Like... Mission Space or Test Track, Frozen, or Frozen or um, what's the other one? The uh, Fest, uh, Mexican Mexico, uh, well not tour, not, not that one. The one that takes you on a glider, um, Soren, Soren. You know, even now the new Remy ride, and it's gonna be opening up soon, so exactly. I can't wait to check that out. Exactly. Uh, and finally for Hollywood Studios, their wait times is actually on the on the spot. Okay. Forty-five to fifty-five minutes, and I can not, see, and I not, can see, I counting, can see that. Not counting the rise of the resistance. No, because that's, that's still right. That's still based on you setting up your your app and how many people. How and, many people? Yep. Yeah. So that's, yeah, that's a reservation ride. Right. Uh, Joey Badass is a uh, he's a rapper, uh-huh. and uh, he so Joey ba- Joey Badass blocked his. Autistic cousin from entering Disney blocked his autistic cousin from entering the Disney park without a mask. His cousin is autistic. Dre Badass has stated that he he was visiting Disney World with his family to celebrate his daughter's birthday. Mm-hmm. The thing is, one of his relatives is an autistic child whom Joy says that he doesn't understand the concept of mask wearing and finds it suffocating. Then Joy Badass stated, "These guys have ruined my family's trip. We came out, we came out for my daughter's birthday, and they turned my little cousin away. Can't even enjoy the experience anymore." Disney's face mask policy has said there are no considerations for folks with special needs or other underlying conditions. This certain source reached out to the rep as well as Disney for further comment, but no answers from either parties. So you're telling me that you guys will just block, you know, autistic guests at Disney without wearing a face mask? 
that's not right, Disney. That's that's crossing the line right there. I have an autistic sister, and if she wanted to go to Disney, she would not be able to go into the park because she cannot handle wearing a face mask. She can't. I know. So that that just pissed me off right there. Uh, SeaWorld has changed the Spice Mill menu in its new name. The new name is now called Lakeside Grill. So the menu looks, it's a seafood menu. Uh, so yeah, they had, um, it's a seafood menu. They also have steak. They have, you know, stuff for the kids. But I'm excited because I want to check this out. I want to try it. Their risotto. There I have okay. a risotto dish I really want to try out. Risotto is something yes. that I have to be careful because sometimes they use like mushroom base or mm -hmm. mushroom anything. So I have to be like specific asking what's in it though. Oh yeah. I mean, I love, I love risotto. Now, as, as far as like the whole mask for autistic children, like there is a thin line you don't cross. Nope. And that's one of the lines right there. But I get it that it's for the safety of everybody. Because if mm -hmm. we, if we mandate masks, for everybody, it doesn't matter how, what kind of handicap you are, what yep. you are, I yep. get it. But I understand that autistic children with their special needs and they're, they're special in their own way. And I'm not saying special as in retarded, I'm saying special, right, right, right. Saying special because they're, they're special children. Oh yeah. With special needs. Mm-hmm. You, Disney cannot just flat out say, oh, autistic children cannot come to Disney because of, you know, the, the mass policy because they know they're going to take... You know what? If this is the place where dreams do come true and this is for your family and your family wants to come and if there's an autistic child in the family, that means you pretty much not just rejected that child, you rejected the entire family. Oh yeah, without without a doubt. So I mean, that right there, as far as like PR for Disney, that's that's a no no, and that's bad. That's bad PR for them. It is. It it's is extremely bad. Uh, Six Flags Great Great America will be reopening next month. They'll be reopening on April twenty fourth for their forty fifth anniversary. So wow. Six Flags turning forty five, Disney's turning fifty. Uh, not, not that far apart. Nope. Capacity, capacity of course, will be limited. Guests will need to make a reservation. Masks will be required while riding their attractions, including any of their water rides. Hmm. Yep. Uh, vaccinate, vaccinating theme park workers could give a boost to the Central Florida economy. So, of course, they weren't, they're trying to get all theme park, you know, all theme park uh workers to get vaccinated like right away so yeah but here's the thing though okay if you're trying to get your employees to get vaccinated mm -hmm. then how is it going to work for the rest of the rest of us that don't work at your facility but yet we don't show up with a mask but we show up with a piece of paper that says i've been vaccinated which means that i don't need to wear a fucking mask right how is that going to work out right 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 you know yeah uh, a Walt Disney World cast member was recently fired after sinking into the wedding pavilion and drinking out of Disney Springs fountains, and it was all caught on this guest, uh, this cast member's TikTok, and including Disney Springs security system. Both of this Disney cast member, this okay, so this Disney cast member's TikTok videos videos got over a million hits. 
fucking idiot. I know, but he's only he's only got paid for these videos, man. Doesn't matter. And he got you fired. Know, you know, he got fired for it, man. You know company policy. You don't do stupid shit like that. Nope. Uh, you can now get a Mrs. Potts tea latte from Starbucks. Would you like to know what's in it? Sure. All right. So you start. So you start by uh, ordering a Grande London Fog Tea Latte with oat milk. Mm-hmm. Two pumps of vanilla, two pumps of brown sugar, and finally brown sugar toppings. That's it. That's Mrs. Potts's uh, uh, drink at Starbucks. <laughs> I'll pass. I'm, I'm gonna pass too on that yeah, on that one. Uh, Walt Disney World is now testing out facial recognition technology for theme park entry. Uh, testing testing takes place in three steps. Guests will begin by entering the designated facial recognition testing lane. After the guests will be instructed to remove any hats, glasses before approaching the facial recognition testing zone. Then the guests will need to position their magic band or valid park admission ticket close to a scanner to activate the technology. Hmm. The the technology will capture an image and convert that into a unique number that is associated with that valid ticket. The images will be will be stored for 30 days. So that is going to be, that's tempting. That's actually a smart plan for, for Disney now because um, they're, they're getting rid of all their turnstiles. Yeah, but how's it going to work out with the facial recognition like? I guess we're gonna because technology can only go so far. Exactly. You know, like but, at one point or another, it's gonna fail. Right, and I guess we're just have to wait, you know, thirty days and see what happens. So, uh, the my the my ducks are back, and they are and they are the bad guys now. When game change when game changers reboots the franchise, the ducks uh, won't return as ragtag underdogs. We all knew and love. Instead, they will look look a lot more like the Hawks. Oh wow! The My Ducks, the My Ducks Game Changers will be will be premiering on March 26 on Disney Plus. So they are gonna be their new show will be on tomorrow. I don't know if I'm looking forward to it. I'll watch it. No. I'll watch it. Uh, all right, dude. So I got a list. I wanna. Uh, I just wanna ask you about these mm -hmm. uh, because. Uh, we all heard that Boomerang Group is gone at at Universal Studios. Yeah, which is very sad. Yes. So, I wrote down the list of what can be what can be replaced at these lands at the Universal Resort. The Sharp Aquas Theater. What can we see in that beautiful theater right there? You know what I could see? What's that? A Harry Potter show. With special effects, you know, like maybe something from the first couple of movies, and do like a do a theater show like that. But where is it again? I'm trying to picture. I'm trying to think of the, it. It's this theater. It's a soundstage that's right next door to uh, Rip Ride, Rip Ride Rocket. Ah, okay. If you can only do so much, but I mean, I don't know. Like I would say, you say Harry Potter. I say have like a monsters um, Universal Monsters Museum. That'd be cool. That would be cool. I should like that. 
that you can have like the best of the best monsters that Universal has ever put out as far as like in their classical black and white movies to Right, right. To like their current ones. I mean Or maybe or maybe have their very own, I don't know, Beetlejuice show. Bring back Beetlejuice and have his own show in there. That, that could work out, yeah. Uh alright, how about uh Toon Lagoon Amphitheater. That's right next door, you know, to it's on the back the back side of the park. What can what can be what can be in there? Toon Lagoon? Yeah. Maybe something to do with Marvel, get that down and put like a Marvel stage show right there. Why would you if if they're gonna pull it out by twenty twenty? I know. But it's like why 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 waste the money for that? Okay, how about how about another dress how about a Jurassic Park stunt show? Again, that's far away from Jurassic Park. I know, but I'm just trying to think, man. All right, how about uh, uh, Lost Continent? What can we see? Well, you mentioned that you can see DC in Lost Continent. I have an Aquaman Yeah, that's what Jennifer thing in there. said. Yeah. That's what my wife said. You can put Aquaman in there easily because it'll fit perfectly right. in the theme. All right, so. Kid Zone. What can, what can you see in Kid Zone? Super Mario. Yeah. Super uh, Mario. How, about, how about A Day in the Park with Barney? That that soundstage. What can you, what can you see in there? I can in see, there? I can see something that has to do with Halloween Horror Nights. Have something in there, just based on Halloween Horror Nights. Have like a scare zone in there. Oh yeah, like in like an all year scare zone. Uh, yeah. Like an all year haunted house. Yeah. That'd be dope. Yeah, it would be. All right, Fear Factor Live. That's the last one. That's the last thing that we can put in there. More more Bill and Ted. I would. Yeah. I would. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. We can all agree on that. Uh, Legoland looks like they they want to add another theme park. This is going to be their fourth theme park. They want to put their fourth theme park in Belgium. Damn. Yeah. Belgium? In Belgium. Yep. Uh, Plexiglass have been added on Animal Kingdom attractions, and they are Navi and Kilimanjaro Safari. Yep. Uh, All Star All Star Movie Resort had just recently opened reopened to the public on Disney property, and we still do not know when the other resorts will reopen again. Uh, I have four uh, four popular Disney attractions will be will be closed until next week, and they are Collie River Rapids, Walt Disney Railroad, Transit Authority, Hall of Presidents, Swiss Family Treehouse. The Polynesian Village, the Kiki Tiki Splash Area, and Big Blue Pool over at the Art and Art and Animation uh, Resort. Okay. Uh, Snow White Scary Adventure Ride Vehicle is up for sale. Do you want to take a guess how much this uh, ride vehicle is right now? You, you, you remember ride, right? The yeah, Snow White yeah, Sc- yeah, Scary yeah, Adventure. No, no, yeah. No. Okay. Uh, Give me a number, like give me a face value of you think how much this ride vehicle ride vehicles cost. If you want it, like if you want to own it, how much do you think it will cost you? I would say somewhere in the high hundred thousands. Uh uh-uh. uh. You ready? Fifty thousand dollars. That's close. We were close, yeah. So fifty grand for this uh, vehicle uh, in an antique shop in Lakeland, Florida, has bunch of Disney memorabilia and they got the Snow White Snow White Scary Adventure ride vehicle so that's pretty cool 
they have it there and they're selling it for that much for 50 grand all right uh, jalapeno jalapeno bacon peanut butter brittle is a new snack option at Disney California Adventure. Disneyland will be Disneyland will be reopening on April 30th now with 25% capacity. That's it. Mm-hmm. 25, not bad. Mm-hmm. Not bad. Universal's Universal newest theme park, Universal Beijing, might have an opening date, and what Universal has stated. They might be opening in later May, so around May 25th. That's when the, their 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 opening date will be at Beijing. Okay. Let's see. Uh, Six Flags Great Six Flags Great Adventure is opening back up to the public this weekend. And here's some things you guys need to know about this theme park. One, uh, park hours will range from 10 a.m. to 8 p.m. Uh, health health and safety protocols of course that means face mask reservations temperature checks and gloves must be worn at all times okay good uh number three uh reservations so yes you have to make a res- reservation before entering the park number four uh drive through drive through safari yes that will be open number five wire parks will be reopening on may 4th and yeah that's it for the six flags great adventure Nice. Disney Plus, Disney Plus puts the green light on for a TV series that's based on National National Treasure. Yeah, I don't. I I saw that and I'm just like, no, no. okay. If it's not gonna have Nicolas Cage or it's not gonna have the one girl that wasn't. Well, a- I mean, it says here they're, they're gonna have a Latina lead in it. So maybe, so maybe Nick Cage will make a cameo. I hope so. Okay. I hope so. And finally, and finally, for your theme park news, Disneyland guests will be experiencing new character interactions once the park reopens to the public. So like not up close, but they're gonna be from a distance. From a distance, yeah, from afar. Yes. All right, guys. So uh, here we got some floor news for you guys here, and that is this: the Crown Pla- the Crown Plaza Orlando just sold at auction for thirty-five point seven million dollars. No, that's what I said. Uh, Orlando's P- Park Lake Park Lake Highland mm-hmm. named among the best neighborhoods in the United States. The Orlando residential pocket includes historical homes, two lakes, and a connection to the crucial Orlando Urban Trail bike path. It ranked it ranked highly in niche metrics of nightlife, family friendly family friendliness, diversity, schools, and housing. Bordering in the Mills 50 district area gave the neighborhood its highest score in the nightlife category. This neighborhood just squeaked into the top 100 in the U.S. ranking at number 97. This neighborhood was also ranked as the best best within the city of Orlando. The rest of the current top five neighborhoods are Thornton Park, Downtown Orlando, Delaney Park, and Audubon Park. I am not here. Nope, sorry guys. I am not here. Not here. Uh, Nishes, Nishes ranks Orlando overall as the 67th best city to live in the United States. 67th? Yep. Orlando. Yep. For, for 2021. We're in the top 100. That's right. 
it ranks it ranks at 32 on their list of where of where to live for young professionals. I can see that. Yeah, I can see it too. Uh, Daytona's Daytona's Bucky's has opened up to the public this previous Monday. What the hell is that? Okay, so Bucky's is a uh, is a southern is a southern store. Okay. Uh, coming from the south, and it's half of a half of a retail store and eighty lanes of gas pumps. Damn. Yep, and it's cheap too, like dirt cheap. Hmm. Good luck competing with everybody else. Can you say two dar? Can you say two dollars a gallon? Because right now it's like what two eighty something. No, it's at three. Shit. Yeah, it's at three bucks, man. Three dollars for a gallon. Shit, man. I know, right? Uh, let's see here. What? Yeah. So just open previous Monday. Uh, here are six things you can you can get with a free Orange County Library <laughs> library card: books, magazines, and music, uh, such as classes. Social workers, online resource, delivery service, and access to the Melrose Center. We need to, ch- dude. We definitely need to check out these uh, breweries. You need to go, you know, check check these out. Even there's one over here in Winter Springs. I know. Uh, so no, seriously, there's one over here in Winter. There Springs. There is. Wow, what's it called? You didn't know that? Uh uh-uh. uh It's right next to Senor Te- Senor Tequila. Oh, let me look it up. It's a it's a local brewery though. I know. It's... Okay. Well, guys, while Chris is while Chris is looking that up, I got the list of the. Uh, I have this list of women-owned breweries that are here in Florida, and they are the Bold City Brewery in Jacksonville, Brew Bus Brewing in Tampa, Tarpon Tarpon Rivers River Brewing in Fort Lauderdale. Yeasty Brews in Lauderhill, Florida, Hyperon, Hyperon Brewing in Jacksonville, Fat Point Brewing in Punta Gorda, Florida, okay. L Wife Bottle Shop in Jacksonville. So well, those are pretty cool uh, breweries I want to check out. Uh, so speaking of gas prices, Florida gas prices have, have spiked to the highest level in three years, $3 per gallon. Yep. Looking for work? White Castle is still hiring for their Orlando location. White Castle has announced this week that it's hiring to fill 120 positions. The new White Castle location will be located in southwest Orlando at Unicorns $1 billion, the village at Old Town West. The Orlando, Ca- the Orlando Castle will mark the 100-year-old chain's 100 chain to Florida since departing in the 1960s. So Shit. this new, so this new one, this new White Castle is gonna be the hundredth location. Huh. So that's gonna be that's gonna be good, man. It is. Uh, or- Orlando Orlando agrees to fund uh, fund Black Orlando Tech. The Orlando City Council just voted to approve a funding agreement with Black Orlando Tech. A local nonprofit organization that works to accelerate minority economic advancement by increasing the awareness, activities, networking, opportunities, and resources for local minorities pursuing careers and, and businesses in technology. Nice. So that's good. It is. Uh, Sour Brewing Company will be turning will be turning two this weekend. This brewery is right next door to Pom Poms. Oh shit. Yeah. 
So they'll be having a celebration this weekend from March 26th through uh, the 20th through the 28th. The gnarly, the gnarly barley will be moving from Belle Isle to the Ivanhoe Village. They'll be located off of Orange Avenue, and its sister venue is GB's Bottle Shop. Now, do you know where GB's Bottle Shop is? It's right next door to Thirsty Topher. Is it? Mm-hmm. Nice. Uh, Wiki Watching Mermaids are returning to to perform as State Park reopens. So, so the mermaids are back at Wiki Watching. That's cool. I four ultimate completion is they expected to be finished by 2021 by the end of 2021 and starting next starting next year. That's cool. Uh, original Dexter's location in Thornton Park to become a Hawaiian restaurant from from the same owners of Stardust Lounge and also the Abbey. Marcus Jordan, Michael Jordan's son plans to build a Michael Jordan-themed retail store in downtown Orlando. This new store will be located right off of East Pine Street and South Roslyn Avenue. So it's pretty. It's going to be pretty close to the uh, Amway Center. Okay. Uh, no opening date has been set yet. And finally, a marijuana-themed restaurant, restaurant will be opening up this month in Orlando. The name of this restaurant is, is called Chiba Hut. Nice. They'll be opening on March 29th. That's the one. So what's it called? It's called Red Eye Sports Tavern. Ooh. And they, they have their own Ooh, that sounds good. Too. Okay. Yes. All right. Uh, Coca-Cola is launching a vending machine subscription service in Japan. Really? Uh-huh. Okay. So you can buy like $20, $20 worth of Coca-Cola for a whole year subscription for 20 bucks. Damn. And you have as much coke as you want, shit. so snort it all up. Yeah, no, no <laughs> shit. Yeah. Uh, so I just learned a fun fact about Kobe Bryant before uh, he uh, uh, passed away. Uh-huh. Kobe, Kobe Bryant made over a hundred thousand a hundred thousand shots during in one summer. He made that's, over a hundred thousand shots. That's interesting. Right? Yeah. Wow. Uh, Coors Light will trade you free beer for quarantine clutter. Quarantine clutter. Uh huh. So the brewery. What the hell will, is wrong with these people? What is this shit? Chase, are you ready? Okay. So the brewery will weigh the items, uh, items each guest brings, and then send them, send them on their way to uh, with rebates for packs of Coors Light. Determined by the, their total weight of donations, so what do you think? What do you think if somebody brought in ten pounds worth of donations to Coors Light? How, how many? How many? How many? Uh, what, what do you think they will get from Coors Light? I have no idea. A total pack of beer. Really? Yep. Damn. Okay. How about twenty pounds? Damn, dude. I don't know. Thirty pack of beer. So for every pound is like a pack, pretty much. No more like a can. Okay. So yeah. So 20 pounds is, thir- is a 30 pack. 40, 40 pounds or more, they get a 60 pack of beer. Huh. So that's that's good on the Coors Light to have. It is, yes, it is. But not on our side, because we're here in Florida. Uh, Ace Ventura 3 is in development at Amazon with Sonic the Hedgehog Riders. So you know what that means, right? No. Jim Carrey's coming back as Ace Ventura. Yeah, I'm, 
I'm no? All right. Face off two, Adam Wingard confirms Cage and Travolta are interested in returning. Why? I know. That's why I said when I saw why? this. We, we don't need that shit. That's nope. The, that's the problem. It's like, if they're not making any other sequels apart from the first movie that they made of y'all, don't just even, stop. Don't, just, just stop. stop. Don't even pursue it. Nope. Uh, Tony Hawk breaks down in tears after landing a 540 ollie for the very for, for the very last time. And I saw I, that I, video I saw too. That, I was yes. like, wow, he did it. Good job, Tony. Good yes, job. Yes. And he even broke down in tears after completing his famous trick, the 900. Yeah, yeah. So I'm like, how old is Tony? He's like 45, so, going 50? I think so, yeah. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, so the Coors Light, guess where, guess where it's all happening? It's all happening in, in Atlanta, 52. Georgia. He's 52 years old? Tony Hawk is 52? Tony, listen to me, man. Keep doing these tricks, man. Kids want to see you keep doing these skateboarding tricks, man. They love you, bro. Yeah, they do. Uh, but yeah, so the Coors Light... It's all happening in Atlanta, Georgia. Oh, wow, okay. So, yeah. Uh, let's see here. Uh, a custom DeLorean time machine with original parts from the movie is up, for, is up for sale. Bidding ends on April 15th, and the highest estimate is going to be $500,000. As of, as of the time of press, this time machine is already at $125,000. $25,000 in bids. So they're going to get it. So, so, some, realize, somebody's going to get it. You realize that that's going to go towards the Michael J. Fox Foundation for his... Parkinson's, yeah. Parkinson's, yeah. Uh, Kellogg's cereal straws are back after a 12-year absence. What happened? Kellogg's. You oh. know that, uh, you know those cereal straws? Yeah, yeah. They're coming back on the shelves. Ooh, okay. Yeah, okay. I, I wasn't a... <laughs> nah, no. Uh, t- Tesla stocks will rise by 350% by 2025. That's why I told my father-in-law he needs to invest in stocks like that. Mm-hmm. Alright, dude. So I got this. I pulled this up because uh, this is from uh, Goldwin- Golden. as a golden auction website. Okay. So I wrote down some items and I want you to try to guess how much these are worth. Are you ready? Yeah, yeah. Uh, assigned Babe Ruth baseball over grade a 7.5. It's gotta be in the hundred thousands. Can't be more than a million. It's not. It's low. It's a low price too. It's not a hundred thousands. No, it's not. It has to be. Mm-mm. There's no way. Mm-mm. Because the only PSA graded nine point two, and I'm telling you, it's because I I know my. Oh, shit. I know. I know. Nine point two PSA grade. I mean, I see your, Ruth, I see your collection every time I walk in, man. So. Babe Ruth autograph ball. And it's authenticated by PSA and a lot of people. That ball is at six hundred fifty thousand dollars. Right Shit. Now. All right. So how much is that one? So twenty-two thousand dollars. And what grade was it? Seven point five. Not that far away. Right. All right. How about this one? A Michael Jordan signed Washington Wizard home jersey. Was it worn by him? Yep. Oh. It's gotta be over a hundred plus. Alright, it is $45,000. How is it $45,000? It's the Wizards! It doesn't matter. I know, but it's Jordan it's that because, wore it's it. It's because Michael Jordan's signature, that's why. No, it's my, did Michael Jordan wear that exact same jersey in the game? Was it game worn? 
That's the question. It was a game worn. Right. Yes, no, no, it is game. Was yes, it? it is game worn. Yeah, it should be over a hundred plus. It should, but on that list, on that website, forty-five thousand dollars. All right, number three. This is the last one. A 1986 Michael Jordan rookie card. It's in the thousands. Yes, and it's way up there too. It's gotta be in the 80, 90s, maybe 70 thousands. It is three hundred thousand dollars. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That, that's what that's what the jersey should be worth, not a card. Not a card. Oh, I know. You're right. Uh, looking for a new pet? I have a list of certain different animals you can own. You ready? Go ahead. Hermit crab. A leopard gecko. Pug. <laughs> ants. A guinea pig. A scorpion. A snake. Fish. Chickens and a rat. The hell wants a rat? I don't know. I mean, if I get a rat, I'm gonna name him. I am going to name him Remy, just for the hell of it. When a splinter from the turtles, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, he was. He was yeah, a I wouldn't. I'll name him too. All right, guys. Well, now it's time for us to. Well, I don't have any. Uh, actually, I do. Let me just type this in. Well, guys, it looks like I don't have an internet connection right now, but uh, hopefully it will pop back up. Um, yeah, so, yeah, I cannot pull this up right now, guys, in a moment, but uh, we're going to go ahead and do some Star Wars with you guys, with Chris and I, since we start, we are here. Uh, it's now time to do some Star Wars facts. And I got a list, dude. We are not going to do the alphabet of Star Wars. That's going to take forever. So I have, yes. I got a list of 10 Star Wars villains who wasted their potential. Okay. Number 10. You can agree with me or not. Savage Opress. That was the black and yellow Darth Maul. Mm. So you think he wasted his potential? That one I really didn't care much though. Alright, how about uh, Count Dooku? He did. I know he did, yes. General Grievous? In a way, yeah. Because he's half human, half robot, but yeah. General Hux? <laughs> he's an idiot. <laughs> how about Prince Exayar? Exayar? How do you say it? Like, Exayar? Yeah, that guy. Exayar? Yeah. Darth Moloch. No. No? No. Jabba the Hutt. Maybe, yeah. You're gonna hate you're gonna hate those last these last two. I'm sorry, these last three. Okay. Number three. Bubba Fett. Oh yes. Yeah. Oh yes. Kyle Ren. Yes. And finally, Snoke. Now even though by technical standards, even though... He's not Vader. He's, no, no. Even though Snoke was controlled by the Emperor. Yeah. That's true. So... You can either go yes, you can either go no. But nine times out of ten... We won't judge you. Nine times out of ten, somebody would say no. And we're not judging you. We're not judging anybody here. I know you're not. But <laughs> I'm, just, I'm giving you my uh, humble, honest opinion. Oh, no! And I'm just... On that one... No. No. Uh, Hasbro is going to be giving Monopoly, the board game, a brand new makeover. It's about time. It's about they, time. They need something 
to ramp to vamp it up a little bit different. Yes, I agree. Uh, I have the list of the best American cities for craft beer lovers, and they are Asheville, Cincinnati, Denver, Grand Rapids, Portland, San Diego, and finally Seattle. 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 I, yeah. I, I can see Seattle. Because it's not it's not just that it's like a city that it's the founding city of grunge where Nirvana came out, where um audio uh, not audio slave, but um what was that one band that Chris Cornell was in? Oh my god. Alice in Chains. Alice in Chain, yes. So like and, and you know Oh god, um Pearl Jam. Yes. But bands like that that came out of that city and the music influence and mm-hmm. everything else, I would have to say that, man, that's, that would be, yes, a great city for that shit, yes. Mm-hmm. Microsoft, Microsoft reportedly in talks to purchase Discord for over $10 billion. Seriously? Uh-huh. That's like a wa- bad waste of money right there. It is. Uh, NBC, NBC's Tonight Show starring Jimmy Fallon brings back a live studio audience. During Fallon's monologue, Jimmy Fallon joked and said, I've never been so excited to do, to do a show for 58 people in my entire life. <laughs> After last year, this is like performing at a sold-out Madison Square Garden. <laughs> That's pretty funny. <laughs> yes, it is. And finally, dude, I got something, I want something else I want you to guess on. This is the last thing that is called Other News for a Reason. Okay. How much do you think Ty Cobb's Game, used bet went up for sale for. Ty Cobb. Ty Cobb's. He's one of the most respected hitters I've always liked. Um, Is it authenticated? Yes. PSA. Yep. Hmm. And the and the wood still looks rough too. Well, yeah, there's. Back then, wood wasn't that perfect, but at the same time, they didn't have the best machinery to soften it up and give it a nice coating and mm-hmm. paint job. But um, I'm gonna say like in the two hundred thousand dollars or higher, though. <laughs> you ready? It's probably in the millions. Here's final. Here's your final answer. Your final answer is one point one million dollars. That's how much the that's how much a bat that's went up for sale. A, that's how much a piece of wood, a wood that somebody used to put their name out there, used back in the day, is worth today. Yes, man, that was fun. It was. That was fun, man. It was. Yeah. But uh, anyway, guys, uh, Chris, it's now time for us to do some. Uh, you got some Star Wars facts for us before we take off. Not today, but for next week, I will have something. Awesome. Well, anyway, guys, uh, thank you so much for listening to you know, our program today. But you know what? It's time for us to go. So on behalf of myself, my name is Remy, and with me is my dangerous co-host, Chris. Thanks for listening, everybody. And please, I beg you, I urge you, whatever you got to do, wear, wear your-, your damn mask. Please, and keep six feet away. We are not out of the woods. Just because the vaccine is here, we are not out of the woods yet. Nope. We're, we're not in the clear, but do respect others. Six feet, masks, and the whole world will be a happy place. Take care. Have a good day. That's right, guys. It's time for us to go grab some lunch. So thank you so much for listening to Remy's Roundtable. 
right here on Spotify. We'll see everybody next week.